the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The earth is also defiled under its inhabitants because, here's what's defiled the earth. This is why God is going to judge the earth. Because they have transgressed his laws, they've changed the ordinance, they've just changed God's decrees. Isn't that true? What God has said, man says, well, no, that's not true. We're redefining that. Now, this is the definition of what's right. We've changed the ordinance and broken the everlasting covenant. There is always a consequence for our actions. We don't need many examples, and you could probably think of a few off the top of your head. In the Bible, there are many times in the Old and New Testament where people had to answer to God because of their actions. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing about God's judgment in the book of Revelation. There are people who will hear the gospel, know about God, and still openly reject Him. God is merciful, but He is also just, and we will all be judged by Him. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 6 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. chapter 6. We're also going to look at Matthew chapter 21. Matthew 21 and 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. You know, the last couple weeks we've been in heaven, chapters 4 and 5. Well, uh, today we're we're coming back down to the earth. (laughs) We're going to see what's happening on the earth now. Revelation 6, verse 1. Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals... And I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. And when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out. And it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. And so I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades followed with him. 
And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. Well, we saw last week in chapter 5 where Jesus stood up and he took the scroll, which we said was the title deed to the earth. He took that scroll out of the right hand of the Father. And now chapter 6 the time comes when Jesus begins to take back possession of the earth. That scrolls the title deed to the earth, and now Jesus is taking back possession of the earth. We mentioned last time that Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. He's our Goel. He's the one who can take back the, the earth that belongs to him. When Jesus died on the cross... To pay the price of redemption. He not only paid the price of redemption for us. To redeem us from our sins and from death. He also paid the price of redemption to redeem the earth. In the Gospels, in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus told a parable. And in that parable, there's a man who finds a treasure hidden in a field. And so he goes and he sells all that he has so that he can purchase that field. The man bought the whole field. He didn't just buy the treasure out of the field. He bought the whole field. Jesus bought the whole field. He didn't only purchase us and redeem us through his death on the cross. He's purchased the earth. He's redeemed the field. He's bought back the earth. And so in chapter 6 now, Jesus begins to take back the earth. And chapter 6 begins what is known as the tribulation or the tribulation Period. Maybe that's a word you've heard before. The tribulation is a seven-year period that begins after the church age, chapters 2 and 3. So after the church is in heaven, Jesus has caught the church up to heaven, chapters 4 and 5. Now beginning in chapter 6, we have this tribulation period that goes all the way to chapter 19 when Jesus Christ returns. And this tribulation period is a time when God pours out His wrath on the wickedness of this world and just this Christ-rejecting world. The tribulation is not man's wrath against his fellow man. Sometimes people make that, that argument and say, well, we, we've always had tribulation on the earth. And that's true. We have always had tribulation on the earth. But it's always been man against man. This tribulation that's described here in Revelation, this is the wrath of God Almighty poured out upon the earth. If you owned a rental property and your tenant was not paying their rent and was trashing your property, what would you do? You'd evict them, right? The tribulation period is the time when uh, Jesus evicts the wicked from the world that he owns for their wickedness. Uh, in Matthew 21, if you want to turn there for me, there's another parable that depicts this. Verse 33, Jesus tells this parable. He says, Hear another parable. There was a certain landowner who planted a vineyard. He set a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. And he leased it to vine dressers. And he went into a far country. So he rented out his, his land, his vineyard. Now when vintage time drew near, he sent his servant to the vine dressers. 
that he might receive its fruit. They would pay their rent by giving a portion of the harvest to the landowner. So he sends his servant to collect the rent. And the vine dressers took his servant, beat one, killed one, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants to collect the rent, more than the first, and they did likewise to them. Then last of all, he sent his son to them, saying, they will respect my son. But when the vine dressers saw the son, they said among themselves, this is the heir, come, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. It doesn't work that way. So they took him and they cast him out of the vineyard, And they killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine dressers? And they said to him, Well, he will destroy those wicked men miserably and lease his vineyard to the to other vine dressers who will render to him the fruits in their seasons. Jesus tells this parable, and this parable really is a description of the world. God has sent his servants to the world. He sent prophets into the world to declare the word of God to the world. And over and over and over, man has rejected God. Finally, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, into the world. And what did the world do? They crucified him. They killed him. And so now, God will judge the world for its wickedness and rebellion. And that judgment happens in the tribulation period that we're looking at starting in Revelation chapter 6. We want to turn back there. The tribulation. The most common title used in the Bible for the tribulation is the day of the Lord. Uh, It's used 25 times in the Bible. In contrast to the day of man. Right now we live in the day of man. Right now it seems that man is in control of the world. But there's coming a day when Jesus Christ will rise up and he will take control of the world from mankind and he will judge mankind. That's the day of the Lord. And I want you to just listen to some of the words the Bible uses to describe the day of the Lord or to describe the tribulation. Wrath, judgment, indignation, trial, trouble, destruction, darkness, desolation, and overturning, and punishment. Listen to some verses that describe the tribulation period. Uh, If you're taking notes, you don't have to turn there. But Isaiah 24, Behold, the Lord makes the earth empty and makes it waste. He distorts its surface and scatters abroad its inhabitants. Uh, In verse 3, it says, The land shall be entirely emptied, and utterly plundered, for the Lord has spoken his word. Verse 5, the earth is also defiled under its inhabitants because, here's what's defiled the earth. This is why God is going to judge the earth. Because they have transgressed his laws, they've changed the ordinance, they've just changed God's decrees. Isn't that true? What God has said, man says, well, no, that's not true. We're redefining that. Now, this is the definition of what's right. We've changed the ordinance and broken the everlasting covenant. In Isaiah 26, verse 21, there it says, For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth 
for their iniquity. That's why he's going to punish the earth for their iniquity. In Zephaniah, you didn't know there was a Zephaniah in the Bible. Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 14. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hastens quickly. The noise of the day of the Lord is bitter. There the mighty men shall cry out. The day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of devastation and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet and alarm against the fortified cities and against the high towers. I will bring distress upon men, and they shall walk like blind men, because, here's why, they have sinned against the Lord. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Their blood shall be poured out like dust, and their flesh like refuse. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them. You're not going to be able to buy your way out of the tribulation. In the day of the Lord's wrath, but the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy, for he will make speedy riddance of all those who dwell in the land. He's going to evict them. He's going to make speedy riddance of all those who dwell in the land. Uh, In the New Testament, just a couple verses in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 24, this is in the Olivet Discourse, where Jesus talks about the tribulation period. He says, For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no nor ever shall be, and unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved, no one would survive. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Uh, and then finally, in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 2, For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say, so he's not talking about believers, he's talking about those who will be on the earth at that time, non-believers. For when they say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. So you have this day of the Lord, this time of tribulation that will come upon the earth, upon those who have rejected Jesus Christ, have rejected His offer of salvation, and God will judge them for their wickedness. Now, for those of us that have trusted Christ, who have put our faith in His death and resurrection, all of our sin was already judged. It was already punished on the cross. And so the day, the day of the Lord is not something for us. Uh, in fact, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10, it says that Jesus has rescued us from the wrath to come. So we don't have to worry about the day of the Lord. We're not going to be here for this 
judgment. So chapter 6, Jesus begins the tribulation, and he begins this tribulation by opening the seals on that scroll, on the title deed to the earth, and he opens them one by one. And as we work our way through Revelation, you're going to see that the judgment of God is in three phases. First, there's the seven seal judgments, followed by the seven trumpet judgments, and then followed by the seven bowl judgments. And we're just going to look at the first four seal judgments today. Uh, And these first four judgments are sometimes referred to as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And maybe you've heard that phrase before. If you've never studied the book of Revelation, you may have heard of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. This is where it comes from. Each of these first four judgments that we're going to go through today, each of them uh, uses the imagery of horses and horsemen riding on horses and bringing judgment to the earth. We're going to see a white horse followed by a red horse, followed by a black horse, and then finally a, a pale horse. Now, why does, why does God use the imagery here of horses? Everything in the Bible has meaning. Everything. Everything in the Bible is, is saying something. And so what is the significance then of horses? Well, the significance is lost on us uh, living in the 21st century in the United States Probably most of us here have very little experience with horses, except maybe riding a pony at the county fair or something like that. But there's a a purpose in this. There's a meaning in this that was meaningful for those living in that time, in that culture, that Near Eastern culture. And to those living at that time, in that culture, in their minds, horses symbolized power and battle and conquest. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem, not on a horse, but on a donkey, a beast of burden, because he came bringing salvation. He came to bear the burdens of our sins. And that's why he's on a colt. That's why he's on a donkey. When he comes a second time, he's going to come riding on a horse. He's going to come to conquer. He's going to come to judge the earth on a horse. Horses were a sign of power, they were a sign of judgment, they were a sign of war in the mind of those living in that region in the Near East. I just want you to listen to this description from Job chapter 39. Listen to what Job says and how he describes a horse, beginning in verse 19. This is the Lord speaking to Job. Have you given the horse strength? Have you clothed his neck with thunder? Can you frighten him like a locust? His majestic snorting strikes terror. He paws in the valley and rejoices in his strength. He gallops into the clash of arms. He gallops into battle. He mocks at fear and is not frightened, nor does he turn back from the sword. The quiver rattles against him, the glittering spear and javelin. He devours the distance with fierceness and rage. Nor does he come to a halt because the trumpet has sounded. And at the blast of the trumpet, he says, Aha! He smells the battle from afar, the thunder of captains and shouting. 
Not exactly the pony at the fair, is it? See, horses in their mind were, were powerful. They were strong. They were racing off into battle. They were conquering. They were a, a, a symbol of, of strength. Uh, in 1917, just to give you, you know, taking you back to your Western civilization class that you took in your freshman year of college. 1917, when the British army captured Jerusalem from the Ottoman Empire, the British commander, Edmund Allenby, when he entered into the city of Jerusalem for the first time, before he entered the city, he deliberately dismounted off his horse and he walked into the city of Jerusalem on foot because he understood in the minds of those living in Jerusalem what it would symbolize if he came riding into the city on a horse. It would communicate to the people that he has conquered them, and he wasn't there to conquer them. And so he purposely walked in on foot, because in the minds of those living in the Near East, in that region, a horse symbolized conquering. It symbolized strength and battle and force. And so here you have these four horses in Revelation, and these four horses, they communicate a swift conquest. The judgment of God will be swift and powerful on the earth. That's what's going to be in the minds of those reading this in that day. Look at verse 1. Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals on the scroll, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying, with a voice like thunder, come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. And so the Lamb, Jesus Christ, he opens the first seal on the scroll, which allows him to unroll a portion of the scroll. And when he opens this seal... One of the four living creatures, remember them from chapter 4, the four living creatures, the cherubim, who are around the throne of God, worshiping Him day and night. One of those four living creatures, it says, spoke with a voice like thunder, with a loud, booming voice. He said, come and see. Much more booming than that, I'm sure. And then when Jesus opens the second scroll, the second living creature yells, come and see. And then with the third seal, when Jesus opens the third seal, the third living creature says, come and see. And when Jesus opens the fourth seal, guess what? The fourth living creature says, come and see. Now what's going on here? Why do these four living creatures keep saying, come and see, come and see, come and see, come and see. Well, these four living creatures are not talking to John. They're not telling John to come and see. John's already in heaven. He's already there. He's already seeing, seeing everything. And they, they certainly wouldn't repeat it to John four times. I mean, John, John would be like, hey, I'm, I'm here. Like, I see, you know, like, I, I can't get any closer. I might get trampled by one of those horses. So what's going on? Well, this word come in the Greek... It's the word erkomai, and the word can also be translated go, go. Or, you know, the idea here is come forth, go. He asked me how I know, and I say, 
for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today and wish you could hear it again for it to fully sink in? Well, we have just the thing. All of our messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for These Teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that you'll find interesting. Are you growing through this study in Revelation? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.